Back to the ticket. 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the Cedars Gift to Lincoln Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Austin, joined by Jim and Kristen in studio tonight. Again, this is just the first one of these we're doing. We'll have this hour every Thursday night uh, from now through the end of May. As promised, we're going to get to know our guests. Uh, Jim, we'll start with you, President and CEO of Cedars. How long have you been in that role? What got you to Cedars? Pushing 32 years now. Um, not sure what got me here. Uh, <laughs> that I think. Uh, I always just really, really like being around kids. Uh, like um, college as a like our manager, the Knowles Country Club, which doesn't exist anymore. So R.I.P. Like. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I guess I'm just one of those folks at family unions that would rather be with kids and adults sitting in chairs. And just You're always, at the kids' table? Yeah, preferably. Yes. <laughs> when it. it works out, yeah. <laughs> um, so just always like kids uh, and uh, just kind of gravitated to this. Uh, I became executive director of a smaller organization called Youth Service System in 1991. And then in 96, after a period of growth, we were able to merge with the CEDARS organization Mm -hmm. and I think really special for the state. I, you know, I I don't have a broad skill set, but the few skills I have are, I think are I'm pretty proud of, and I'm really good at surrounding myself with wonderful people. Uh, folks like Kristen, but, um, our CFO has been with us for 30 years, <laughs> and that's so important with the complexity of this sometimes. But our direct service people, uh, I just, just love them. They just do so much fantastic work. What's your favorite thing about Cedars? As an organization, work with anything about it. What's your favorite part about it? You know the kids? And then not seeing them again. <laughs> they randomly pop up. You know, there's kids that come through in emergency shelter or in childcare, and I get to know them. And then they hopefully go back home from shelter. Uh, they graduate from our preschool program at 27th and Holdridge and, and go to Clinton Elementary School or something. I don't mm-hmm. see them again. And then years later, they'll pop up. Uh, that happened my wife, to my wife and I uh, about a month ago. We were at Hy-Vee shopping, and there was this employee there, and she came up to me and was just all excited, and that's, that's, that's wonderful. Sent them on their own and then having them come back later and see the grace that Cedars provided in their life. That's incredible. Kristen, same questions to you. Let's start with... How long have you been with Steers? How did you get there? Yeah. Uh, I'm coming up on 12 years. So Jim has me beat <laughs> by quite a bit, uh, but happy to uh, get to 12. I was working in the marketing world for a for-profit place and knew somebody who worked for Cedars and wanted to do something that, um, you know, was for the greater good. And I could um, kind of see that, uh, that uh, mission uh, in action. So, uh, been at the Cedars organization, like I said, for 12 years. And, uh, I think I have the greatest position at Cedars because I get to, uh, tell about all the wonderful work that's happening across, like Jim said, 16 different programs. There is 
always something new and exciting happening. And there's always, um, you know, no shortage of kids in our care who have these uh, wonderful success stories uh, when they leave us. So I, I just love that uh, my team and I get to, to do that and share that with the community and let people like you know uh, and like your listeners know uh, why it's so important to support an organization like Cedars. Is telling that story your favorite part or is there something else? Oh, gosh. Um, I think if, if we're going to be telling stories, I wouldn't want to tell. I, I can't think of better stories than the stories that are coming out of this organization. Uh, it's always, always changing, always keeping us on our toes. So I think that's what keeps me motivated, you know, day in and day out, that there's always so to, to be uh, looking to, toward. And mm-hmm. I just know that the organization is so strong and I know the heart's a lot of work at theaters and I know why they're there and uh it makes me proud too to be a part of it you mentioned all the programs what's a sampling of them yeah um so okay we've talked about emergency shelter foster care uh we also have a uh bridges transitional living program so kids who are maybe a bit older not quite ready to live on their own um so they're in supported kind of community uh apartments um and then we have uh, our early childhood development center where the preschool is on 27th and Holdridge. And we do, uh, do some services and before and after school programs in a few of Lincoln public schools, elementary schools at Clinton, Hartley and Randolph. And then we do a lot of, uh, in-home services too. So these are families who, um, just need some extra resources, maybe need some extra support. Uh, and so see a Cedars, uh, staff person will come into the home and wrap those services around that family and help them get stronger so they can stay together. And I think that's kind of the future of what we hope um, this this work looks like so that we can keep those kids in place in their homes with their families and really wrap those services around those kids and, and keep them where they need to be. Jim, in your sure. time at Cedars, how have you seen the organization grow and expand? What have been some of your favorite changes to see? Well, one thing I, you know, about kids, but it's also really fun to watch young employees come in and at some point the light goes off that they would like to make this a career at Cedars. And that's really fun. Um, people um, who see, you know, I could really fulfill my heart's passion here at Cedars with the kids and you know, after five years working in emergency shelter, perhaps I'm ready to move on to something else. <laughs> and that's beautiful because we have a whole range of other programs, foster care team that's doing great work, street outreach services. We have uh, clinicians working with families. Uh, but, you know, I this uh, a co-worker of mine named Jason, who uh, was a wonderful foster care worker for us for, I don't know, like 10 years and just did great stuff. Uh, kids in all sorts of really nasty situations, he would be there for them. Uh, I remember being support with him on a couple of different cases and he didn't have to be there. He didn't have to invite me, but he knew I needed to get exposed to some of this. Uh, just did fabulous work. Uh, about a year ago, uh, he uh, uh, applied for a position as a development person with us. So now he's out 
talking to donors and the community about the great work of the father program and there's nothing more beautiful than that he just does a wonderful job so that's really fun to watch that's awesome chris and you mentioned you can more profit to a nonprofit. What's Cedars like coming from that? Is that, is that a different kind of family vibe compared to, you know, for profit? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, the the way that I answer this question a lot of the time is is our mission. And, you know, everything just comes back to that mission. And it's all about those kids. And so to see people really rally around even just one kid in our in our care and really wrap services around them and do everything that we possibly can to help a kid. Um, it's just a beautiful thing to see. And so, uh, yeah. I, yeah. Again, if you're looking to help out some of those kids that we're talking about, uh, give to Lincoln.com is the website uh, starting May 1st, you said? May 1st, the big day is the 24th, 24th, uh, but really encourage people uh, to to give early. Uh, I'll be giving early. And often? Well, I'm working on <laughs> building up to saying that. but <laughs> for, but We'll start with early. Just, just early. Get it done. Um, my wife and I have our little list of all the organizations we're going to give to in the community, uh, early that month. Uh, it's a wonderful way to make a difference. Good. Again, that opens up on May the 1st, uh, give to Lincoln day officially on May 24th. We will be there at, uh, Cedars on May 24th. Uh, it's be fun, we're yeah. looking forward to yeah. it. <laughs> I know yeah. Getting out there. Um, so you can give monetary. The other thing we're going to get to this segment, becoming a foster parent. You guys mentioned the importance of that. And again, I'm sure for a lot of people, it's intimidating. So let's start with this. Say there's, say you feel called a foster parent. How do you get the Cedar system? What, what's, what are those first steps? Well, that part is really, really easy. All you need to okay. do, do is go to our wonderful website. <laughs> and there will be a quick link, uh, which you can make an inquiry in. The real here because that is the only way for foster care to work is with truth uh it's a partnership uh it's rarely easy being a foster parent but nothing that lasts for eternity is easy <laughs> um sometimes the numbers seem so big uh, you hear about some turning down 80 kids every month because we don't have enough foster parents. Well, you might ask yourself, well, what difference can I make? Well, the answer is huge difference in that one child's life. Mm -hmm. So coming through our website just for an inquiry, again, we really need to keep it real. So no pressure. It serves nobody any good if we try to pressure somebody into being a foster parent. <laughs> um, that's bad for the child. So really are patient and open and honest, transparent, if you will. Transparent. Uh, yes. Transparent. <laughs> oh, you did there. Thank yeah. you. There's a, once a decision is made, that first decision is training. And we have great training for foster parents. When that training is completed, then we will help you through the licensing process because we want our foster parents to be licensed by the state of Nebraska. Uh, and once fully licensed, then 
when we have a four-year-old child who has no place to spend the night and we know you austin mm -hmm. <laughs> may have expressed an interest in a child um two to eight we'll call you and we'll tell you about this child and it'll be totally up to you on what to do mm -hmm. and we'll support the heck out of you over 90 percent of our foster parents say they are satisfied support and their placements team does a great great job at cedars so i talk about the four-year-old or the six-month-old and there is a significant need for foster parents for that age but the real numbers are the 14 and 15 year olds that's mm -hmm. where the big numbers are. Mm -hmm. It is about one child zero for every five kids that are teenagers. Wow. And Kristen has heard me say this probably too often, but it is the absolute fact in my 32 years, you know, I have never met a six month old who I thought, ooh, I would like to bring a six-month child home into my home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did that. My kids are grown now. Yeah. They survived. <laughs> you, you had your time. I, with that. Yeah, we can did that. age them up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, never met a six-month-old, one-year-old child. That some people want to do that, and that's fabulous. Uh, I have met so many uh, kids who are 14, 16 years old. Uh, that I would consider it an honor to bring into my family. Now I can't because in my role, I have to supervise everything. And there's, you know, I have board of directors and their job is not to supervise placements that mm -hmm. may be in my home. Uh, but these teenagers, you can sit down and talk to them about what they would like to do. They have an idea of what family should be. Uh, they know they got to grow up and be responsible. Uh, it's, it's the teenagers that really have my heart. I spent a lot of time with a 15 year old today and that kid has so much potential. All he needs is a nest <laughs> to move into the next phase of his life. So we just really would appreciate anyone who would just like to find out more <sighs> about this, <laughs> of helping a child, please I, call or visit our website. I pulled up your website and you weren't kidding. It's right there. Yeah. You scroll down half an inch, big green button. Like yeah, you said, absolutely. it's, you know, it's not a contract you're signing when you're pressing the button. Yeah. You know, you, you go through, you get the training and uh, let's start with that. What is the Cedars training process? Like what, what goes into that? How long does that take? It's an extensive training that does so many hours that you have mm -hmm. to accomplish. And so it's not really measured in weeks. It's a matter of how, what pace you have for completing the hours. It's about mm -hmm. 40 some hours. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's 40 some hours. And it's everything, of course, from first aid and CPR to really a strong emphasis in trauma. So when a child is removed from his or her parents' care. Well, that's dramatic. It, and you know, 
I'm not making this up, a B8 for kids who are moved from their parents' care. Their parents want to be good parents. They are just often ill-equipped. They don't have family support. They don't have the resources to do it. And something happens. It's the 2% of mean people that make the television shows. Right. <laughs> um, sure. But when you are have to be removed, regardless, from your parents' care, um, it is traumatic. So much of our training is... Uh, about how trauma affects today's behavior and the best ways to support the child as they are living through that. It is not dissimilar to any other kind of trauma. So trauma is a big part of our brain. It's wonderfully successful. And again, some 90% of our families are really satisfied with the work we do with them. That's, that's where I was yeah. going to go. What does that support system look like for families? What, what does Cedars do to support the foster families? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, as I was saying, that training is, is really, really good training. Uh, that trauma-informed approach that we have to caring for all kids that are um, with us is so important. And uh, it only begins with the training. Uh, so when you are uh, have done your training and you become licensed, there's a process for that too. Uh, you will be assigned a, a foster care support specialist who will work directly with your home. They will get to know all of the kids that um, that are in your home or that are um, could potentially be in your home, and they will come into the home and be that support. So when there's questions about, you know, how do we get through this and what do we do about that? Um, we're only a phone call away. It's 24 uh, seven supported line. So uh, that support really starts with that, that initial uh, contact and the training and uh, it lasts for the entirety of, of the relationship. So how many of those support specialists do you have on staff? Oh gosh. Um, we have probably 20 in total that are support families throughout Eastern Nebraska. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, a couple more things to, we do, we'll step aside here for just a second. Again, Jim and Kristen from Cedars with us here on the Give to Lincoln Hour brought to you by Cedars. Uh, we'll step aside and we'll wrap up this first hour of, uh, this show, the time we're doing this, uh, on the other side here.